You are not here by accident. You are here by design. And you are here to find courage in the face of fear, to replace isolation with connection, to push back that feeling of overwhelm, and to start feeling confident. And you know how you're going to do it? By listening to other people's stories. There's no better way to feed your soul and raise your vibration and shift your mindset than to hear the stories of those who have gone before you. I'm your host, Lori Lynn, also known as Her Royal Excitedness, and I invite you to rise and climb. Thanks for tuning in to these excerpts from interviews that we recorded for the Rise and Climb podcast. You'll want to check out the previous episode with Alessandra Caprice. She was groomed by an entrepreneurial father and had a completely booked out social work practice by the age of 24 because she knew how to hustle. (laughs) And then after this interview, we will hear from Michael Ross Maitland, who has a lovely accent, and he built a million dollar business helping people to travel the world, make friends, and create memories by teaching English as a foreign language. So stay tuned. Welcome to Von Brown to the Rise and Climb podcast with Lori Lynn. I'm your host, and my guest today has once been referred to as what you would get if you combined MC Hammer with Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Most at home on stage and to, what is it, edutaining audiences? Yes, that's <laughs> exactly right. So an educating entertainer. Um, Devon Brown is someone that I met at an event and absolutely fell in love because he's high energy and adorable and fun and um i can definitely attest to the fact that yes if you combine mc hammer and tony robbins (laughs) brown (laughs) so welcome to the show devon thank you so much for having me absolutely thanks for hopping on so um this podcast is essentially about taking the road less traveled Mm -hmm. and you are someone who is really good at that and um i would love to just hear about like what what was young Devon Brown per, like perceiving his future to be? What do you see as like, okay, this is what I want to be when I grow up and this is the path that I'm going to take, you know, take me back to like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, ten years old. Um, eight, nine, ten years old, I had no earthly idea, uh, to be honest. Um, teenage Devon had uh, a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I remember when I was maybe about 14 turning 15, uh, my grandmother sent me $50 for my birthday. And I took that $50 and I went and bought a book for $50. And the title of the book, it was like a send away uh, a book where I had to mail in a coupon for it and pay the $50. And the title of the book was something like 50 ways to make money from home. And uh, opened up the book, and one of the ways to make money from home was uh, to make bracelets, something like that. I don't remember exactly. And so what happened was I, I got with another buddy of mine who's also entrepreneurially minded. He was two years older than me. 
and I said, "Dude, we're gonna we're gonna be rich. We're gonna make these bracelets, and and we're gonna we're gonna be rich." And he was like, "Hey, let's get our friends to make the bracelets, and then we'll pay our friends fifty percent of whatever the company pays us." And that was the idea. It never happened. Um, we were just like, "Oh, it's a great idea. All right, see you tomorrow." And that was the end of the idea. But I paid for the book, and uh, we had the idea. That was like the first time. Uh, the idea of 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 not taking the road most traveled uh, kind of popped into my head with regard to just kind of thinking outside the box and, and being an entrepreneur. So I was about fifteen. That wasn't fleshed out at all, but that was probably the first time it popped into my head. Okay, so the seed was planted then, mm -hmm. and then tell me about your journey since then. Well, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I went to college and I got my college education. I actually finished college when I was 20 years old. Um, I went to school to be a sports agent. I wanted to be like Jerry Maguire. And I majored in sport management and I graduated at the top of my class. And like the last two years of school, I had a cumulative like 3.8 or something like that. And, and I was student of the year for my major. And I did everything that I was supposed to do. And at the end of the year, my, uh, my teachers, uh, the NBA, the National Basketball Association, offers what's called an, uh, I forget what it's called, it's like an externship program or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's this program that they have where uh, they have something like three to 5,000 kids apply and they only take 50. And in order to apply, you have to be recommended uh, from your teachers. And so because I was a student of the year in my sport management major, uh, my teachers uh, recommended me for this program and you had to interview for four months so they went from like 5,000 to 1,000 to 500 to 100 to 30 kids and so I interviewed um, four or five times and I kept making it to the next round making it to the next round making it to the next round and I was about to go into the final round of interviews when the same buddy who I had tried to make bracelets with uh, calls me up and I was like Devon did you know that more millionaires have been, have been created in real estate than any other area and i was like really he's like yeah they're holding a real estate seminar i was like how much is it he's like it's four thousand dollars i was like i got four thousand dollars on my credit card that they gave me when i was in college that they had no business giving me let me turn down this job with the nba and go spend four thousand dollars on this real estate course and he was like okay and so i did that and i got to the last interview uh with the nba and i was like yeah i don't think i want to go hang out with you guys thanks bye and i'm oversimplifying it but in, in essence that's what happened and uh and so we went to this real estate investing seminar and it was like a three-day thing and then at the end of the seminar i was a real estate investor for maybe two days and i quit because i had no clue what i was doing and that was it that was that was the end of it um i turned down the job with the and then was, i didn't tell my mom for years she she just thought that i didn't make it to the interview she didn't know that i had self-sabotaged so uh so that's that's what happened with regard to the uh, the NBA and um, yeah. Wow. Wow. And to this day, I know nothing about real estate investing. So. <laughs> but I mean, that's a pretty hard turn. Like, I don't want to say right turn. That that was a a major trajectory shift. Uh, it was, but many entrepreneurially minded people, people who just want to do things outside of the traditional go to school, get a nine to five. And by the way, quick side note, I don't think that going to school and getting a nine to five isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like for some people, do you, if that's like, if you, if you love accounting 
and that makes you happy when you wake up in the morning and you go to a job with big benefits and you get to work on these really big numbers and all that crazy stuff and all these spreadsheets and stuff, then you know what? Do you? Not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody is cut out to be some kind of solopreneur type person. That's not for everybody. And if that's not you, high five. And I mean that in all sincerity. More power to you. Go work and be an accountant for FedEx or, or, or for you know Coca-Cola or whatever and rock the snot out of that job. But for those of us who, who, who do have that seed of entrepreneurialism or inside of us, um, I don't know that it's a, it's a, yeah, so like on paper, it's a big turn, shift in a different direction. But internally, it's like, oh, I'm just kind of doing what I'm supposed to do. This seems more right. So just kind of let me just go follow that. If that makes sense. No, it does to me. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, did, it didn't to my parents, by the way. It did not to my parents. They're like, what the hell are you doing? We are going to skip ahead to one of the juiciest parts of this interview, just for the sake of time. But don't worry, you'll be able to catch the full interview with Devon Brown in a future episode. My heart said, Devon, the road less traveled for you is MC Hammer meets Tony Robbins. That's what, that's what my heart said. And I'm, I'm lucky that I fell into it on accident. And, and that when it started happening, I was willing to say yes to it. That's, that's sometimes, things will happen and they just need you to say yes. So when my boss asked me to MC all of our events, it was, hey, I'm working for the company. I just want to be a contributing part of this company. And I love seminars. Sure. More than happy to. Didn't get paid anything for it. It was just part of the company. Okay, cool. Didn't think that's where I was going to go. Russell Brunson calls me up in 2015. Sure. Doing a favor for a buddy. I like being on stage. Why the hell not? Wasn't going to be a thing. And then I started having people ask me, Devon, so you're a professional event MC? Hell no, I'm not a professional event MC. I want to be a speaker. I want to be a professional speaker. And, and why, Devon? What's wrong with being an event MC? I'm like, well, speakers are, are better than, than MCs. On, on, this is the story I'm telling myself. And then somebody who was an MC was really good. He says to me, he says, let me ask you a question, Devon. He says, you like being on stage? I'm like, dude, I am the stage. I, I love being on stage. I love educating and entertaining people. And he's like, let me ask you a question. He says, how many speakers are there at your average event? And I was like, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so. He says, okay. He says, how many MCs are there? I was like, just one. Oh, okay. He said, over the course of an event, um, people are in and out of the room sometimes. Yes? I said, yeah. He said, does every, event, does every person at the event get to see every speaker? I was like, no, usually not. And they're like, does every person at the event see the MC? And I'm like, absolutely. He says, why? So the MC is the person who is on stage at the very beginning, at the very end, and every single time in the middle. He says, so other than the person whose event it is, and in this case, in the case of, of Russell Brunson, other than Russell Brunson, who gets the most time on stage? I'm like, the MC. I'm like, huh. He's like, what do you do with that time? I'm like, I introduce people. He's like, why? Why do you introduce, why, why is that just it? Why can you not also do these things? You have the stage time. Hell, you go to enough events where you know there's going to be stuff where, where you're gonna have time to kill. Why not take the fun and enter? Why not take the educational stuff that you want to be? I understand you don't just want to be a dancing monkey, but who's to say you can't also take the educational stuff and weave it into what you do 
when you're doing what I'm like, ah, why did I think of that? So, so yeah, so now I really, I really embrace it. And it's a niche that, that, that now, like you were saying at the beginning, like I get to do things like they flew me out to Arizona to do something with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins and to MC a webinar uh, where they had close to like 200,000 people on this, this online training. And they called me up and they said, Devon, we want to fly you out to MC a webinar. And I said, that's not a thing. I was like, that's, that's, I was like, it's a webinar. It's not a, it's, 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 that's not a thing. You don't have an MC for a webinar. And they said, we understand that's not a thing, Devon, but we, but because it's you, we're going to make it a thing. And that's what happens when you actually follow what is inside you and you actually live your truth and live your purpose and live your essence, things that are not a thing. And that's one of the things that I love to say right now is that how many times in my life has my brain, my heart said X and my brain said, that's not a thing. And my heart was like, F you brain. It is a thing. I'm going to prove to you it's a thing. Trust me, just live into it and have a little bit of faith. So, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. If you thought of someone while you're listening to this episode, would you send it to them? Just let them know you were thinking about them or that they came to mind and make that connection. If you would take a minute to rate and review my show, that would mean the world to me. And let me know about topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. What are you waiting for? Go hit the subscribe button right now. (laughs) I'll see you next time.